you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. TGIF, we are excited to recap another full lineup. It's been a while since we've had lots of shows to cover. Yes, it's been a minute. And I feel like we came back to so much after taking some time off. I was in Charleston. Abby was at the Ryder Cup, but I'm ready to jump back into it. All right. Well, let's start with Beverly Hills. Oh, God. I mean... Is anybody really buying Erica's bullshit? Or I think they're just acting. There's no way. As like Rena was retelling the story, she's like, it's all true. It's all true. I mean, I don't understand. It's it's honestly, like, I feel like Garcelle and Sutton is, are us, the viewers. <laughs> yes. They're just like, wait, do you actually believe this? And I do as much as I love Kyle. And you guys know we both do. I just wish that Doree and Kyle would have had the reactions that they had with their husbands. Yeah. I mean, when they were all laughing about like, save the ankle and, you know, you know, Tom's in this accident where he fell out of the car or flipped in the car. And then her son flips his car five times in it, but it's snowing just North of Pasadena. Like none of it added up. You could even see crystal. It said in her interview, she's like, I've lived in LA most of my life. I haven't seen snow in a very long time. Like none, and I get that Pasadena's, you know, like higher elevation, a little bit further north, probably chillier temperatures. But I don't think you're going to have like a, such a bad snowstorm that someone's going to flip their car five times over it, and then there's zero snow and just it's a slight chill in the air in LA. That doesn't add up. No, not at all. I mean, it's just very. There's just a. It's too many stories. Yeah, <laughs> like too many. Um, I should say not too many stories. Too many fucked up weird stories there's too many one, lies too many. just yeah too many it's lies. just, just yeah. kind of hard to keep up with and I feel like you know feel like Erica has gotten in a place where she's told too many lies and stories that she like can't keep up with what she has said and like it's better to lie like you you've seen this happen probably I feel like this is like a toddler a child move <laughs> Like, you know, they start the lie, like, no, I didn't do that. Oh, but um, no, I did that because that person hit me, but um, I didn't, you know, that's what I, and, and then a dog came and yes. um, yeah. I did, did you ever watch how I met your mother? No, I didn't. It's a great series. Although now looking back on it, there's some, some scenes and some statements that are definitely not um, 
okay in today today's time. Oh, I mean, so you can I'll, say that about so many shows. Yeah. So I just say that as a preface because if somebody goes back and watches it and they're like, whoa, you're standing by this. All in all, I really enjoyed the show except for the ending. Like most of us that actually love the show, but there's a character, um, Neil Patrick Harris plays Barney Stinson. And like, he's just like this womanizer. And his big thing is like, if you're going to do a lie, you got to commit to it. So like, if he did this, this example of like, I need money for my horse. And someone's like, well, what's your horse's name? And like, he creates this elaborate story and he commits to it. I feel like Erica watched that episode of that show and was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create this elaborate story. And if I just commit to it, everyone's going to going to go for it. But then she threw out allegedly uh, with the women too. I'm I like, know. what the fuck, Erica? Like, come on. You it's not alleged. You said this. And I love that they played the clip. Like she actually said it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's legal advice coming in yeah. and saying like, um, you've been filming what, and what have you said? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, allegedly. you need to throw in some allegedly's yeah. in there now yeah. to like CYA. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it's, it's very interesting. Um, can we also talk about her apology to Sutton? Okay. And our girl that was our girl. Oh no. Bravo. I posted it. Although Instagram, if there's an anti shout out, it's Instagram for these stupid updates because you can't share posts anymore, which sucks because people make these amazing posts and I want to be able to share them and tag them and introduce you guys to new um, content creators. But oh no, bravo. You guys probably already know. Most of you probably follow. She said, let's go down the conspiracy conspiracy theory path. Erica is being nice to Sutton to throw her off because Sutton is asking the right questions and is digging in and is going to expose Erica. So Erica figures the best way to stop her is just start being nice to her, apologize, throw it under the rug, thinking probably Sutton's not going to keep pushing because she doesn't want to go through the fight again. I, I hundred percent think that's what Erica's doing. It was honestly like really weird watching it because it just felt so not when I say fake, not fake, like they were both being fake to eat. Well, if it just felt fake. It was very fake. Both of them in their yeah. interviews don't trust each other. And it just felt very like rich white women in the South. Kind of moment. Well, so I, I think like, Sutton was just so thrown off by it that she didn't know what to do other than just be like, well, you know, you're too pretty to be angry. Like, I think she just wanted to like, I don't even know how to process this. So let's just like move on and have a nice day. Like, so, cause I noticed some people are like, well, Sutton, you know, qu- was quick to forgive her. And so she's just as fake. I, I now I have a little bit of a bias. I'll admit with Sutton. Cause I do like her, I, but I would be really thrown off if somebody basically like threatened me, told me to like, shut the fuck up numerous times, like stared at me dead in the eyes the way Erica did. And then the next trip is like, I'm sorry. I just, I needed somebody to be angry at, but okay. Like, that's just, it's weird. And then she quickly Flip the anger almost at Garcelle, which I do love the question that Garcelle asked when they played the game. Oh my God. It was such a run of move. I like absolutely love that she went there and I was like, okay, I can play this game. Never have I ever stolen anything. Like I just died. I thought it was great. I'm like, yes, Garcelle. Yes. Sutton. It's funny. Like it's, it's funny. The thing is, like, I feel like if this, if Garcelle had said that with the women of Potomac, they would have all, like, I think lost their shit in a funny way. I think it would have, yeah. I, there's so many moments where I'm like, I wish this was Potomac. I also feel like it was really good editing that she asked the question and then everybody apparently glanced at Erica. I don't think that's how it happened. 
No, probably not. Um, but I, I loved her shadiness. I, I mean, we say this every time. I cannot love Kathy Hilton enough. Talking about the fact that, you know, if she had sex in a plane in her doctor's office, like she's just like the epitome of what you want on a reality show. Because if all of a sudden she gets kicked, like doesn't get her the season renewed, she doesn't need this money. She doesn't need the show. She really doesn't care if people like her or not. She's just being herself. I think yeah. you can even go back to the dinner with Garcelle when Garcelle asked, has anybody walked into a room and not felt like they fit in? I think a lot of us have felt that way at one point or another in our life. And I actually think Garcelle was saying it to, to let you know how she was feeling, but all the other women were like afraid to answer. And I love that Kathy was like, I have, yeah. And was like looking at her and she wasn't being like condescending. She was just truly listening to Garcelle, but she doesn't care if she's viewed as you know, how she's viewed by the way, like she's having a conversation with Garcelle. She's going to be authentic to herself because she doesn't need the show. And it's just so refreshing because I think even Kyle, Rinna, they're all playing this game so that we continue to love them or love to hate them so that they get renewed season over season. She doesn't need it. And that's what makes it so fun. No, I agree. I mean, and she also, I learned this from a Watch What Happens Live episode. She's also had sex in a parking garage. So Kathy and, is it Rich? Yes, Kathy and Rich freak in the sheets. I mean, I love when Rena was like, like adventurous lovers. Yeah. Rena's like, she is the epitome of a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. I also wanted to call out Sutton shade when in her confessional, she said, I'd probably be pretty like grouchy too. If I had lost all my money. I just um, love that. That was like, and it was such a quick little thing. I just, I truly loved it. I enjoyed it. Crystal was fun in this episode. Like the women continue to give us something good to talk about. And next week's the finale. Um, I'm ready for the four part reunion. Allegedly. I mean, I, well, not even allegedly the rumor word on the street is that Andy and Erica, like butt heads the entire reunion, which in my reaction to that is good. Andy should be hard on EJ and he should be asking her the hard hitting questions and I'm excited for it. That's also Andy's role in a reunion. I feel like if he doesn't do like he's asked some like shady questionable things to other women. So if he takes it easy on Erica, it really like it shows a lot of favoritism, but also I think it would piss all of us off. Like, why are you running this reunion then if you're going to let some people off easy? So we'll see. I don't know if I really believe that she answered everything knowing Erica, the way she answers stuff. I don't think we're going to really get the answers, but I'm excited about the idea that she's going to be asked this stuff and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right. Pump is back, but it's not the pump that we loved. I, I tried to go in with an open mind and there's parts of it that I like, but overall this just feels, it already feels very forced. Yeah. It just feels like they're, they all know the assignment, if you will, but like a little too aware of the assignment. Um, like literally taking the assignment of creating a reality TV show. Everyone and wants an A plus. We get it. Not everybody can be valedictorian on the show. Like it's too much. It's a little much. I mean, I will say like, I almost think they should have ended pump like after Brittany and Jax's wedding. Like looking back, I'm like, you could have yeah. ended on like a semi high note there with that wedding. But I, I mean, it was, it was all right. So we got Schwartz and Sandoval starting another restaurant, which they want to name Schwartz and Sa- short. Is it Schwartz and Sandy's Schwartz yeah. and Sandy's. And it's supposed to be like a funky psychedelic bar Schwartz and Sandy's. Like it sounds like 
I don't know, like some old retirement, like beach club. It's honestly a horrible name. And I love that Sandoval loves himself that much and like is very committed to his statement that it's good, but it's a horrible name. I do wonder if Lisa will be, would be like, end up investing into it because I can't see her not like latching onto the Bravo train. And like, you, well, I could see she'd be like, you guys wouldn't be here without me. Like I could totally see LVP pulling that move. Well, let's be honest. Tom, the Toms are not rolling in the cash enough to open up their own bar restaurant. They would need investors. And Lisa is probably the person that's going to connect them to them. So one way or another, Lisa is going to be involved in this. I think the whole, like them asking her and being nervous and her just being so okay with it is because she's, she's going to be part of it. Yeah. We're just not seeing that. A thousand percent. And I'm sure, I mean, they want bigger shares, but anyways, let's continue. Um, then we got our boy, James, um, California sober. I need your take on that because I've heard that term used a lot recently as recent with Demi Lovato, but that's a side tangent that I won't get there. But what's your thought on California sober James? Uh, I think it just depends. I think like sobriety can be different things for different people. It doesn't mean like if alcohol is truly your downfall and your issue, like I know people that gave up drinking because it was problematic for them and they saw the road that they were headed on, but they continued smoking like cigarettes for like three years. And I remember one person's like, everyone's on my ass now, but I need to stop smoking. Like, give me, let me do one vice at a time. So I get that. Like if, if your biggest issue is alcohol, you're dropping that. Um, and then you're going to work on other things or maybe like getting high is not causing any issues for you as far as being able to do your daily tasks and changing your mood and stuff. I just think it depends on each person. So like, I get the idea that like, just because you're not drinking doesn't mean you can't partake in other stuff, but it sounds like to me, California sober means just getting high. And I'm yeah. like, I get that. Okay. Like I, I'm sure there's people who have issues with it. It's kind of like, I'm still so confused by Catherine being addicted to weed. Like it's just, it's not typically something you hear someone talk about like, Oh, like I'm going to rehab over weed. I'm sure it happens every now and then. My issue with James, though, if that's really all he was doing, but this whole pre-workout pill, first of all, I've never, maybe in like a capsule form, like I know pre-workout, like the drinks, I've seen people drink them at the gyms, but I'm not like pre-workout pill. That sounds weird. It does. And then like blaming his outbursts on the vitamin, the vitamin, the vitamin, Um, honestly, like the fight is the dumbest fight in the world. And I will say, I don't side with James in the sense of his reaction. Like his reaction was a, like, he went off, he was unhinged. However, I am like, bro, it's $10. Look at the house your mom lives in. Like, I mean, also, again, look, that, you're not paying your credit card bills. Come on. No, I mean, it's 10 fucking dollars. That, I mean, that's an obscene amount for like a split charge. I mean, we're from the Midwest. That's like unheard of here. I mean, if we get that, it's like adding gratuity or something or anyhow, but I'm like 10 fucking dollars. This is the dumbest fight I've ever seen. I think Lisa is just like using her executive producer status to just get Max on the TV more because we really haven't seen him in the last couple of seasons have like a big role. And so this is her just trying to have Max in there. It just feels so fake and forced. Like, okay, so I would maybe be annoyed if like I got to the bathroom and I knew like we if it's known at that restaurant that a split plate, you know, it's an extra $10, I'd be like, Ah, we could have just shared the plate. It's not that big of a deal, but $10 split. That's $5 extra for me, $5 extra for you. No big deal. 
I couldn't see myself getting so mad that I like yell at my friend. And then my friend being in James's shoes, I couldn't imagine sending somebody all these text messages saying like, you're fat, you're disgusting over a, a split plate. Like the logic of that doesn't even make sense. It really doesn't. It's, I mean, talking about it, we sound like Erica Jane in the story. Yeah. Like this sounds like a fake story. <laughs> that's the, like, <laughs> like it's so ridiculous and dumb, but I mean, that's Bravo for you. We get fights over split charges. Um, okay. So we, then we get into Lala and Sheena as moms, Lala wanting Rand to milk her. I, so everyone's different. I felt like when I was in the breastfeeding phase, like I didn't feel like sexy. I really wouldn't even like, I didn't even really want to be touched that much because like, you feel like your body's not your own. So it just would feel really weird for me for the, the thing that made me like, not necessarily like feel like I own my body to be the thing that I want to then like, also like have my, like milk my, have my husband milk me. I don't know. I, I just don't get it. I don't know. And I kind of am on Rand's side. Like, I don't really want to milk you. No, I mean, it's a little kinky, but it's like really weird. I feel like it's one of those things like you, like it would, you would get in your head too much about it. Like, wait, and you see ocean drinking. The milk yeah. yeah. It's, and- it gets weird. I will say like for me, since I'm part of the itty bitty titty committee, what I loved about my postpartum body were my boobs because it was like a boob job for a minute for me. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what it's like to have, like be a little bit more busty. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that for myself and <laughs> clothes I wore, but that didn't mean I wanted Kyle to milk me. So, yeah, I mean, Hey, what you do behind closed doors. I just like, I, I think like <laughs> there is no milking. Happening. There's no milking happening for us. Okay. So Lala and Sheena were in the middle of a fight. Um, because Sheena had a miscarriage, reached out to Lala, said she wanted to be left alone. Then Lala went to dinner uh, and Sheena said she needed her and Lala didn't drop everything to go there. I get like as a friend um, wanting, like deciding you want a friend to be there and it'd be frustrating that they can't make it. But like, I don't think it's fair to then place all this blame on Lala when you're baby daddy is on a golf course. Like, I just feel like, okay, like you're mad because you're alone because your partner isn't there for you. So you're taking it out on a friend. And I get like, when you're in that grief, like, you know, it's, it's hard to know what you want, but I I honestly don't think Lala was in the wrong. And then for Sheena to like, make sure she starts talking about this on the day that Lala announces she's pregnant. I don't, I just felt like it was kind of shady. It was pretty shitty of Sheena. Like, I think it was, I mean, it was definitely someone who was hurt trying to hurt someone else because she felt pain and she just, she took it out on Lala. And I did appreciate the fact that at least Sheena owned up to that a little bit. Like her logic didn't make sense, but going through that and I have never experienced that personally. I feel like it's a, it's a, it's grief and people do crazy things when they're in pain. And I feel like that was that. So I appreciated them having an open and honest conversation about it and just kind of admitting their wrongs um, to each other. But I do think logically, I don't think Lala did anything wrong. I agree. And I was glad in the conversation that Lala kind of said, look, I'm not going to apologize for me for what I did. I'm sorry you went through what you went through, but I don't feel like I did anything wrong. And I I really enjoyed the moment where they had this conversation and I posted about it because 
two seemingly taboo and once like never discussed about topics were being talked about so openly, so raw, and it was televised. Just I, you think about miscarriages and there's like this whole sense of like shame or we don't, you know, don't talk about that. And I just loved that Sheena was being open about it wasn't hiding behind the fact that she had a miscarriage because I think there's a lot of women who feel like they can't talk about it or that it's their fault when it's not, it's so much more common than people realize. And then for Lala to talk about like, you know, what happened and all the comments she was getting, like she was already in a fragile like state for her mental health and it put her into a deep depression. Like, I just, I really appreciate the moment. I'm like, gosh, like here, look where we are. 2021 has been somewhat of a bumpy, you know, road to get here, but two women are talking about their mental health and a miscarriage as if it's nothing as if it's like the way it should be. So I really appreciated that they were both so open about their struggles. Yeah. A thousand percent. And we don't have to spend too much time on this part, but I'm confused by Ariana and Lala's feud that to me feels like stage Raquel trying to clarify (laughs) some things with Lala. Felt also just, I know it felt very staged. I'm like, okay, this is cute. Um, but the rest of the season, I mean, guys, we'll keep on watching. I hope, if anything, production is smart and like not giving us 20 episodes of Vanderpump Rules. I I hope it's like, yeah, I was gonna say 10, maybe, maybe 12, probably 13, because that's what we got with that terrible OC season. We got 13. I think this is the end of pump though. Like, I think everyone was like, oh, we'll we'll see if it can like survive. I also love that we completely just glossed over the fact of what happened. Like we showed like previously on the reunion, like some clips, I think they like would go back to it, but like, there's no mention of Stassi being fired, Kristen being fired, Max and the other guy that looks like Max being fired, you know, Brittany and Jax are gone. Like we we just kind of glossed over it. I know we all know. Like, I would have loved to have, like, had a little bit of, like, what was their reaction to what was done and what was yeah, said? Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, especially if we're, if we're, I mean, I feel like we're seeing more of that fourth wall being broken a little bit more. Like, we get reactions on Housewives, like, the arrest and yeah. people finding out that, um, I'm trying to remember, uh, Pump, or not Pump, Beverly Hills with Erica and all that stuff. But I feel like it would have been nice to have had that reaction. I just think Bravo had chosen to take a hiatus and kind of figure out what the hell they're going to do with the show because no one really has. <laughs> There's no direction. Not as connection to each other. Yeah. We're basically throwing spaghetti at a wall to see what sticks. Um, all right. Let's go to Salt Lake City. I'm just going to say it. I feel as though we got that like crazy first two minutes because they don't have much beyond that. Like, I feel like what we're seeing in episode two and episode three kind of feel like they're just like filler episodes. It doesn't necessarily even feel like it's much of a buildup. And I couldn't agree more. Truthfully, I could not agree yeah. more. Like, I'm just I, like, oh, this is all we have right now. Yeah, I feel I feel bamboozled. As <laughs> I think that's jaw roll. Anyhow, um, yeah. So Jenny, um, her storyline is with her husband and children. Okay, Dewey, I this kind of like disgusted me. The woman's had nine miscarriages, three C sections. Is told by her doctors her health could be jeopardized. She's in her early forties. Like, ugh, and I, her I, husband's honestly, a doctor. He's a medical profession, like professional. I mean, but chiropractors aren't technically doctors, are they? I, I like was very like uh, worried about saying that. I think you go through like chiropractor school. I think you do become a doctor though. 
Oh, okay. It's um, not like an MD. I think it's like a DO or something like that. But anyway, they are anyhow, doctors. Anyways, yeah. anyways. Um, so I don't know that that irked me a little bit because I don't feel like men should have a say in what women do with their bodies. And I'm kind of glad she stood her ground there. Um, the one thing that kind of gave me a lot of random enjoyment was the interaction between Mary and Brooks. <laughs> when she needed silence to fart. First of all, who in the, who I, I've never <laughs> met someone who's like, I need silence. I need to concentrate on this fart. I'm going to let it out. And then it's like, no big deal. Like most people like cough or well, not in these days. Cause people think you have COVID, but we'll like move something around or try to go like go to the bathroom, yeah, like leave. make a noise, like tell people to keep talking or like, you know, like I would not want to just openly fart like that. I feel like Brooks <laughs> is just like almost like respected the fact that like she felt so comfortable. I do love that her comment then was like, this is what talking about her does to me. Like it was just Mary, Mary's Mary. And you know, she's a weirdo, but God, <laughs> she's not entertaining. She's like an alien. She's like she truly is. like came from outer space and is just, it was such a weird interaction. And I feel like that didn't get enough attention in the Bravo internet world, uh, or maybe I missed it, but it was interesting to me. Um, then they go ice fishing. I'm team Meredith in this fight. Jen Shaw continues to deflect, 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 no accountability, she just should own the fact that she's an asshole. Then she's pulling this move. Well, I don't run my social media. She hires the people that do though. I would, I mean, like, I get it. Like, I'm sure she doesn't like and actually tweet every one of her own tweets, but like, it's your name. So it's your image. You need to be responsible for it. I get maybe saying, I actually don't run my Twitter. I'm so sorry. I was upset with Brooks and told my team that like, I'm really frustrated about what he's been saying. And I think they took it too far. I'm going to talk to my team. I'm really sorry. Not, I don't even run my Twitter. Don't like, you can't, not everyone can put all their issues on me. It's like, whoa, Jen, you created this. Yeah, absolutely. She created it. And honestly too, I thought it was like interesting. And I'm glad like the mama bear of Meredith came out. She's like, Brooks hasn't even like decided what he, how he wants to identify himself in, in terms of his, um, Sexuality. Sexuality. Yeah. Like I just, I was like, wow. I mean, that was a very poignant statement that she made, but it's honestly the truth because people can make a lot of assumptions based on appearances, but it's someone's journey and decision to come to that on their own. So I think, I don't know how Jen couldn't just say, I'm really sorry. And I fucked up and just like fully owned it, but instead of doubling down, she doubled down and then tried to turn the tables. And I was like, how do you think my kids felt when everyone was talking about my vagina? You showed your vagina, Jen. It's not like somebody just randomly brought up your vagina in conversation. Like I get being like, whoa, like that's not like, you know, that's not something my family wants out there, but you were like flashing your legs around. Like you, and like, apparently you're not denying the fact that he saw your vagina. You just said he's probably never seen one before. So I kind of feel like it's unfair then to be like, now Meredith, you owe me an apology. <laughs> like. It, you did it. You can't yeah. like, I mean, whether you like it or not, you did it. I just, the way her whole behavior, honestly, it makes me almost like this is karma. And it makes me happy that I know she's going to jail because she does not take any accountability for actions. Doesn't care who she hurts clearly. And I think she's just a master manipulator, just like what she's doing to poor Heather. Yeah. So, but also it's... I'm just like, can we just get to the point where they all like, where she, like, She's indicted. Can we just like, I don't, the buildup to her getting indicted has been terrible. I also would love a little timeline. Like I would love to know like 
in that scene, how many weeks is it until we get that moment? Like, I just think that little context clues would help. I would, yeah, a timeline would be nice. Like, 60 days before yeah. Jen's arrested or exactly. even just the date and open up with us knowing like the date she got arrested or we call Google so then it. We right get there. excited. The anticipation yeah. at least. Yeah. If these are filler episodes, let us be like, Ooh, now we're 30 <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah. Like you're building up to something, but like, let us know what's at the end of this road. Cause it's feeling like it's a long, boring ride. Um, okay. Potomac. I just want to say too. So, um, thank you so much to Parkland interiors. My home looks like a, like an actual adult, place to live, but she had different candles and a couple people <laughs> sent me DMS that said, I really appreciated how you support one wick and three wick candles. And I just was, I love in the Bravo community, just how much we love these shows and the ridiculousness of the drama that like we have conversations about one wick and three wick. And it just makes me happy. It's, I mean, this episode, I laughed so much. I will say like Potomac, some people are like, well, there hasn't really been much that has happened this season. I'm like, listen, like these women entertain, they give us laughs. Like there may not be any like juicy one center storyline drama, but I in, at least enjoy that. I'm like laughing. I feel like on housewives, we don't laugh enough sometimes. Like I, you know, and you and I were like discussing this via text. Cause I was like, the episode didn't give us like a ton of meme worthy content. Like I think Beverly Hills, it's like, oh my God, people have like a million posts after every episode and they're all hilarious and like great content. I think just cause like we don't get a great meme from it. Some people are like, what a boring episode. Like no one's really posting about it. And like, I get it. I was being a little critical too, but it was hilarious. There were so many parts of it. That I truly just enjoyed it and was laughing. Like when do you see somebody like basically drunk on their vaccination? Like just the way the women... <laughs> talk to one another like these women in Potomac are so openly like shady and confront everything head on where in other seasons it's like kind of talked about like you know if if this were Beverly Hills and they were playing the shady or reasonable they're like you know is it you know reasonable to get a divorce because your partner might be old where like in Potomac, they would have been like, is it reasonable to, get to leave your husband because he's old and about to be broke and sued and like lose everything? Like they just, I just love the way they approach it. The game was hilarious, uh, but I don't get too far ahead of myself. Uh, let's talk about Karen calling back the woman that sent Ray <laughs> a like random text. The fact that she thinks that like, I'm guessing this is just like some bot that's like, Hey, chat me, you know, like click on this weird website and I'll like, you know, get, obtain all your personal information. But she thought it was like legit and called and left a message. I just, I just love, I mean, you know how much I love Karen. Karen to me is like everything I want in a housewife who does ridiculous shit, who doubles down on dumb shit, like three work versus one wick and how hers is more elegant and classy. Like everything is just so funny to me. I mean, I'm glad that Giselle came to her senses and did invite Karen because we wouldn't have gotten the brilliance and the production editing of her um, at the reasonably shady. Your thoughts on Giselle's home? Oh God. I'd love to know how much money she spent. Like, I feel like we could have used that budget and actually had a beautiful home, but we don't. It, it just, even the front like view of it, it just looks like a mess. It looks like nothing feels like it all together. It feels very piecemealed. Yes. It's like, okay, well now I want an office and now I want a bigger closet. Like it, it's not a cohesive. No, I mean, I get like homes are expensive and you have budgets for certain things, but I feel like 
whoever is maybe guiding her, this doesn't feel like anyone, it doesn't feel like to me, she has an architect and interior designer, like guiding her. Like if you're going to do things in stages, this is what I recommend. I feel like this is like Giselle doing this on her own, which given her fashion sense and everything else, it's not <laughs> the wisest thing. I also just, I love the fact that it was like outside too. And she's like, the wind isn't that bad. And like all the stuff is like blowing everywhere. Like her kids just, I love Giselle's kids. We talk about this all the time, but I also like, I don't, I just can't like this game. I can't talk about how much I love this whole, like celebrating the podcast enough. It also kills me though, as a podcaster that they're like, you know, we just decided to start a podcast. We're with a major network and we're, we have three episodes that are coming out. It's like, oh my God, do you know how hard people like you and me and podcasters work to get to that level and they just have it off the bat. Like, I know, I know because they're a name, but it's like, Oh, that kills me the way they talk about it. It literally kills our souls a little bit. And with that, thank you for listening and supporting (laughs) us one day. We hope to maybe get there, but man, it is like, Oh, it's a, it is a, it's a bit annoying for sure. It's a bit annoying, but it was hilarious. Um, productions edit on Karen, not feeling well, <laughs> like looking like everyone's hallucinating. I was dying her being vaccinated, not vaccinated. Um, Candace though came in hot and talking to Mia and calling her um, low budget. I do think Candace has a right to be mad. I don't think Mia should have been that shady with her mom. However, she like blew it by calling her low budget. However, she may not know the context of her mom. I have to imagine she doesn't know the context, but then she also called Ashley's face wide again. And it's like, why are like, it's just like, why are your comebacks meant to be so hurtful over things that people can't control? Like if she does know about Mia's mom and that really was meant to be a low blow, like you don't pick your parents. Mia can't help the fact that her mom was once in jail and is a recovering drug addict. Like, and I think if you truly knew the story and knew she was in foster care, like what a horrible, hurtful thing to say. And I want to think she doesn't know, but there's a part of me that thinks she does the way she continually calls Ashley wide when she's three weeks postpartum at this point. She did it to a fashion blogger who was overweight and actually passed away from health complications due to his weight. But it's like, okay, so you're calling him out over that. Do you think he like wants that to be his life? Do you think he wanted his life cut short due to health issues because of his weight? Like it just, it feels like she picks things that maybe people really can't control. And that is what bothers me. It's a little James Kennedy. It's a little bit. I mean, James Kennedy does the same thing. And I know what you're right. And I do like James, but it's honestly like they both have, they attack people the same way. Yes. And I think that's my biggest problem with Candace. I don't care if she would like were to say something like go dance on that pole again, Mia, or, you know, your stripper moves are low budget. Like, yeah, that's, that's a dig, but that's Mia made the choice. Like, and she's talked about it. So like, I get that a little bit more than attacking her mom, which is a really painful story. And I, I really hope that if Candace doesn't know and she finds out about it, she gives a sincere apology to Mia because I do, I just think, I mean, her mom almost killed herself. Like this, that story is just so sad. And I just feel like what a horrible insult to throw at somebody when they've gone through so much trauma and pain over their parents. Well, yeah. I mean, and I think it just goes to show this is like a lesson in life to get deep for like 10 seconds. You never know what people are going through. You never know their struggles, what you see. You, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. 
Exactly. Um, all right. Well, that is this week's episode. Uh, it was so fun to have four things to talk about. Like I, I know it's insane. And it's like, oh shit. Now we're like back to that busy time, like busy time and trying yeah. to keep up. Yes. Um, but so as of now, I think we will keep pump on the um, main review schedule. If it continues to be terrible, we'll probably kick it to the curb and give more time to the Beverly Hills reunion. Um, Potomac will be wrapping up here in a little bit. And then we also have Winter House in New Jersey can't be too far away. So we've got a lot coming. Um, we'll, as of now, though, we will keep pump on there. If you want us to get rid of it and spend more time on something else, please let us know. Um, you can DM us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. Shoot us an email, realmomsofbravo at gmail.com. Um, but now it's time for our shout out. And I feel like our tradition is we don't tell each other shout outs anymore. I am giving my shout out uh, to Lisa Barlow slash Del Taco. I just, the way Lisa Barlow loves fast food is maybe my favorite thing. I feel like no other housewives really talk about that. We've got Rena who has a hot dog with a bun once a year. And then we've got Lisa Barlow who's like, oh, Del Taco. It's so yummy right now. And like the good fountain sodas. I just appreciate somebody who likes the simple things in life. That's a great, I mean, that's a great shout out. My shout out is going to go to um, the women of Atlanta who are leaving their peaches, Cynthia Bailey and Portia Williams. I don't think any of us who've been following um, Atlanta closely are too surprised by this, but I am a little sad about Portia because my messy ass wanted to see the Simon Fallon drama like played out. I think it would have been incredible television, but um, Cynthia, I think the time was to go. Cynthia has given us the most iconic confessional looks, friendship contracts, 50 cent chill. Like Cynthia has always been, I feel like a classy lady um, on housewives. So I'm looking forward to her on ultimate girls trip. And then Portia, I don't think she's leaving our Bravo TV screens. I think chat room is still a thing to be honest, guys, we don't really watch chat room or keep up with it. (laughs) It's terrible. Um, It's yeah. Um, if it's still a thing, I think she's still a part of it. And I know she's coming out with her own show. So she's not leaving our screens. I just wish we got to see, like, to me, if it was like a cop out, which is a horrible thing to say because she doesn't owe us that. But, you know, that's, that's my, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. So um, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate your support. Keep those reviews coming through. So if you haven't, and you're feeling a little left out, hit five stars like just like that. And uh, if you're feeling extra kind, leave a written review. That's an easy and free way to support us as female podcasters. And then also, if you want to monetarily support us, consider joining our Patreon. You can join for $3 a month. We put out extra content. We are hustling, ladies and gentlemen who are listening. We are hustling. So please um, consider joining that, www.patreon.com. And with that, we'll catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. 
in a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.